Hey everybody, this is Kylie Gable. Welcome to another episode of the Feminization Boudoir Podcast from Candy Apple Press. Uh, I am joined today by Miss Jen Davis. We have been trying to sync up our schedules for a couple of weeks now to do an interview, and we finally got one done. It's Friday at 2.47 my time, so we're, we're a ways from when the actual podcast will air. Actually, we're far enough away that I'm not even sure exactly what the audio today is going to be. But I wanted to talk to, to Jen specifically because she's kind of making a little bit of a transition here um, as she's moving from doing the narration to also writing books of her own. So hi, Jen. Hey, Kylie. It's so good to talk to you. And I'm super excited that we were finally able to sync up our schedules and make this work. I'm I'm just so happy to be back on the podcast again. You know, it's always so much fun teasing you, taunting you a little bit. I do enjoy my torment. You know me. Oh, I thought this was going to be a no teasing, no teasing interview. I'll try my best. But, you know, sometimes it just kind of slips out. I mean... It's it's hard. I just can't help myself when I'm around you. You know how I, I am. I, I've noticed. Okay. So um, you've got how many books out now? Four? Well, technically, I guess five, because I did a kind of a compilation book where I did four mm -hmm. books in one. And that one I actually have turned into a um, a paperback book because I had so many requests from people that wanted to get my autograph and to have me sign a paperback. So now um, oh. if you bring, you know, if you purchase the, the paperback book and you bring it to a session or you bring it to one of the, you know, national spanking parties or a national fetish party that I'm attending, I am happy to autograph that book for you. Oh, that's very cool. I've actually been kind of thinking of doing some uh, paperbacks myself, so I, I'll be following how those do for you, although I, I don't offer the uh, the uh, autograph service, which which is kind of a nice touch. Um, but and then and then I, when I when we say five books though, that also you you've helped me um, with uh, writing well one book. Uh, originally, the story mauled was written just by, by myself and, and Claudia, and it was a bit shorter. Um, because of the fact that you are, like, the most knowledgeable spanking person I know, um, I, I had you fill in a spanking part in each story. Um, and, and I think it definitely improved, improved both, you know, the story. So both parts of it. So you're not credited... On the first two parts of the, the story, and those were the parts that just Claudia and I did. But when I put those two together, I included the parts that you wrote in, and those parts are also the parts that you heard on on this podcast. If that makes sense. So uh, there's really another book you can you can take credit for, and you are listed on that on Amazon as well. Yes, thanks so much, Kylie. I definitely appreciate that. Um, and for some of your audios, I did actually write spanking scenes into some of the other audios. That's I just never true. sent you. Um, you never told me, so I didn't notice. Well, I did tell you. I just no, there was you... there, there was one, and it was the sissy's mentor. And you wrote in a spanking scene because I think I was going to get spanked if it didn't happen. 
That's uh, right. I, I told him <laughs> I had this really good story. It had a spanking scene. You'd love it. And it was a really good story. And it, it still sells really well for me. And I love the story. But I kind of remembered a spanking scene happening, like, in the first part of the first book. And it didn't happen until, like, halfway through the second book. So you wrote in a spanking scene, and I, I was very happy you did. But what I didn't know is you wrote several other spanking scenes into other books. That's what I didn't know. Basically, yes. Yes. And I did <laughs> tell you at the time, I said, oh, hey, by the way, I added a spanking scene. I just didn't. I think back then, since I wasn't officially writing books, it didn't occur to me to send you the written changes. But. Um, to your book but you did get you know you did get the same audio that I have oh, so yeah, you still you have the audios with the spanking scenes in them they're just not in your book <laughs> right yeah so which is I mean you are a really really uh talented writer and um you've got a wealth of experience that you can you know go off of uh I know speed is a bit of an issue for you and mm-hmm. That's one that I just think comes a little bit with with time. Um, I'm still I'm a slow writer. I, I uh, you know, Mistress DJ writes, and um, she's cranking out five thousand to ten thousand words a day. And talk about impressive. I mean, I, she is yeah. just a whirlwind of energy, and that is so amazing. I'm super impressed by her. You know, she's and incredible I, I know and so caring she too. She really is. And I, I know other writers and they crank out similar totals. And me, if I get fifteen hundred done in a day, I'm I'm thrilled. But everybody thinks I'm a really fast writer because I've got so many books out. The secret oh. is mm-hmm. there's seven days in a week. My books are generally about six thousand words. And I can get a thousand to fifteen hundred words done in a day. So mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're ever done really super early, but I'm able to get them done with enough time for Sally or Mindy or somebody to proofread. Right. And that's a there that's a big help. So how how do you enjoy working with Mindy? Oh, I'm definitely loving working with Mindy. It's been it's just been so much fun. She and I just work well together. And collaborating on these books has just been a lot of fun. We actually have another one that's going to be coming out soon. I mean, it might even be out before your podcast, before this podcast airs. So it's very possible that by the time this podcast is up, that my book will be published or our book between um, the one that uh, I'm writing with Mindy. And that is actually going to be a long one. That's going to be my uh, longest uh, book yet, which is only comparable to your type of books, Kylie. So I know you always write long books. Um, so this one is going to be over 7,000 words. And um, yeah, I'm just really excited about it. It covers a lot of different topics and, and fetishes and stuff like that. It's really a humiliation. It's a bully story, um, you know, in college and a bully situation where the girl is bullying the boy, turning him into a girl. But there's also an ABDL scene in there uh, where there's some diaper discipline. There's spanking, of course, because we all know and know that I uh, am known for my spanking. 
And there's lots of other good um, humiliation in there because there's so many different ways to humiliate, you know, with feminization, with um, diaper discipline, you know, that type of thing. Right. And I, and I know you've got plenty of places for inspiration. So, um, mm-hmm. but I have to say, um, you know, you, I know we're looking for a writer and <clears throat> Mindy, Mindy is like one of those people. And I think we're like this a little bit too, who has really creative spurts where, but I, I find that Mindy works best when, She's working with somebody who, when she can't come up with a great idea, can give them give her an idea, and then she just runs with it. And mm-hmm. so I, I knew she was looking for something like that, and I know you were looking for a writer, and I'm like, hmm, let's put these two together. And uh, it's nervous. It's like when, you know, you, you set a guy and a girl up on a blind date, and, <laughs> you know... It, 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 if the relationship fizzles out right away, that's okay. And if the relationship becomes a great relationship, that's okay. But if it becomes one of those nightmare relationships, you'll always be the one that caused it. <laughs> so <laughs> that is hilarious. Um, <laughs> but yes, uh, no, 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 that, that's definitely not happening. And no, I think we, we work so well in combination because she is certainly a more specialized in certain fetishes, I'll say, and I'm more specialized in certain fetishes. So we each kind of write different scenes right. in the books and we bounce ideas off of each other. Um, trying to come up with new ideas for books that we're going to write together, that type of thing. And, you know, uh, it, it's kind of this cool work in progress. It's almost like, it kind of almost reminds me a little bit of playing telephone. Mm. Um, where, you know, remember that story, or not a story, that game you played um, when you were younger, where like you whisper the start of something right. in someone's ear. They whisper it to the next person and, you know, and then it kind of evolves and changes. And yeah. so that's how our stories go. So like if I'm writing a story, I kind of usually know how it might go. But when we are working with another person, it's awesome because you have this other person that you're working with. So you don't really know how it's going to go because they're going to come up with totally different ideas that will make this book veer in a totally different direction. And that's really exciting. Yeah. And, and one, well, one of the things, you know, I, I work with, I work with Claudia and that kind of bounce ideas off each other. Mm-hmm. But when, when Pamela first came up to me and said, you know, I really like these kind of books. I, I like writing this kind of way. You know, do you think that maybe I could, you know, write with you? And I, I said, you know, you know, I, I don't know that we can like exchange stuff back and forth, but, but sure. And so in order to kind of give her an idea of what my stories were like, um, you know, she read a bunch of them, but then when she was like looking for, you know, trying to figure out what she wanted to write on her own, I'll give you a confession. One of the things I did, I went to a, a website called fiction mania, which just about all of you have heard of, which has a whole bunch of feminization stories. And I looked mm-hmm. for ones that I liked that were popular. And then I would close the story and I would write a synopsis of it. Mm. Just a 500 word. This is what happened. 
I would then give it to, to Pamela, who had never read that story. All she knew was my rough strokes. And when I would then go edit the book for her and punctuate it, which was a pain to do because she, she writes in British. So, you know, <laughs> my, my, my computer keeps saying, that's a typo. It's like, no, it's not. They use a lot of U's. Shut up, you know. And so um, when I get it back from her, it would be nothing. I mean, nothing like the story that inspired me to inspire her. Right. And I love that mm-hmm. because it's like, this is a completely different story. No one would ever look at the two and go, oh, I know where you got that. But it's, you know, and it's just because of that telephone thing where, you know, mm-hmm. I, I change certain things when I remember the story and then she changes my changes. So it winds up in a completely different, you know, different mm-hmm. place. Absolutely. You know. So what what made you decide to make the jump into writing? Well, I'd been thinking about it for years. I'd been wanting to do it for years. <clears throat> and so it always been kind of in the back of my mind and stuff like that. But I am a very part of it's because I'm a very slow writer. So, um, I mean, some of the books that I'm that I uh, publish now were books that I partially wrote Um you know, over the past few years and just hadn't completed them and stuff like that. Um, So that's a big part of it. Um, It's also, you know, helped now that I've uh, got editors that I'm working with um, to help me edit the books. And then I think the other components kind of just kind of fell into place this year, 2021. And, you know, part of it was my, um, my friendships and my collaborations with so many other fantastic writers, such as yourself. I mean, you, um, you probably write the most books out of all the authors that I'm friends with and, um, seeing how you do this and it's just been amazing watching you go like i say your 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 book a week type thing is is just phenomenal but then also like i said my friendships with some of the other authors that i've gotten to know like tm andred and um shayla aspasia um mindy of course and alex bridges you guys have all inspired me to just do it Um, Because all of you guys were phenomenal writers. You all published on, you know, Amazon. And so I was like, you know what? I should just, I've been wanting to do this for so long. I should just make it happen. And I'm going to make it happen this year. And I did. And so that was been a huge goal that has been out there for years that I accomplished this year. And now I'm going, oh gosh. I mean, it was a lot of work trying to figure out how to get published and all that stuff, but I'm so glad I did it. And now it seems easy in comparison to, mm-hmm. you know, and of course the first, the first few books were just very long and time consuming to get them published. Right. But after that, it's become so much easier. And I'm like, why didn't I do this years ago? <laughs> oh gosh. You know how that always is, right? Oh, yeah. Like, okay, now that I know what I'm doing, I should have done this a while ago, but yeah. I am still super happy to have met my goal and that's been a big inspiration. And I've also been helping other people meet their goals, helping with spankings, um, uh, discipline and, um, you know, discipline can really help other people with their goals. And so 
that's another thing that I've been, you know, part of my spanking stuff is that it can be motivation for hitting your goals. And so I've been using that with some of my spankies, using that with some of my friends and some of my clients, helping them hit their goals with spanking motivation. I, I, you know, I, I find it, you know, it it fascinating to me because, well, okay. Yeah. You know, you know, my stories pretty well from me telling them to you. And and a lot Mm -hmm. of people here have listened to, to audios of some of them. Um, I, I did get my ass kicked a bit by the girls in college. <laughs> yes, you did. Oh, oh God. Uh, I love hearing about Amanda. Oh, but, she but, reminds me so much of myself in certain ways. And I, you know, there's that, that bully thing is definitely there. But like, <laughs> um, so when Amanda and her friends started putting me in dresses, I did not like it. When they started tying me up. I, I did not like it. <laughs> By the time I left college, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Banking was something that meant I screwed up. And it didn't happen for that frequently, but I did get spankings as punishment. Mm-hmm. Uh, the worst one ever was with a ping pong paddle. <laughs> it was one of those rubber ping pong paddles. Okay, that's why it was the worst. Because I was gonna say ping pong uh, paddles for most spankos. Well, she well is not that hard. But if she had it rubberized okay. or she found some kind of ping pong paddle that was rubber, ooh, rubber is the most vicious ooh. element out there. Well, the cheap the cheap ones they make like for community centers and stuff are seem to be rubberized. And so and then the other thing she did there were four girls, so she bought a set of four. She she used a drill bit and put little holes in the ping pong paddle. And I, I don't know if it was the fact that I had a leash on my balls at the time, and every time <laughs> I got spanked, it pulled on it. God, but I love those girls. They are I so could, much I fun. Could not, <laughs> I could not keep count for anything. So spanking all the way through, and I was spanked a couple times as a child, but like once and not really hard or anything. But um, when I got, you know, but that was something that happened to me sometimes in college and never did anything for me. When I left college, I did not have a fetish for spanking. In my early stories, the only time there was ever banking involved was when the guy was either tied up helpless or the woman had overpowered him and in both those cases it was hitting on other fetishes that i liked mm-hmm. it wasn't until covid hit that i just one day said you know i'd like a spanking and it just out of the blue was like i would like a spanking and i think it might have just been the numbness and the sameness day after day with with the pandemic mm-hmm. but i actually was like yes i would like to be spanked very much right now mm-hmm. uh, and, and so i can understand how that could be very i don't know i just don't, I, I just had this feeling like it would be very stress relieving for me at that time it yeah. would be it absolutely would be all that that emotional release that is a huge factor in, you know, spanking and the um, the after effect of the spanking. Yeah. 
Let's see. I mean, and I and I think I even even down to the implement, like what I want would want it or would be um, more of more of an impact, something that wouldn't be like quite as sore afterwards, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, and like I, like I said, when I have a spanking question. Uh, in a book, you're the one I go to, and I th- I remember when we first started emailing. I can't even remember what what story it was, but I remember. Okay, it's a spanking. What what do I use in this? What's the best implement to use here? And you know, we were going over hairbrushes and all, so I, I learned a lot from you. And that's one of the things that I I've, I've been part of creating that I truly love between. The writers like Mindy and, and Sally and Pam and, and Claudia and the and the people and the people on the phone again like Claudia and Shayla and you and and it just feels like we we've, we've got this little forced feminization community going on here and at times it's worrying like the time that Shayla and you did an interview without me there and I just couldn't help. <laughs> What are they saying about me? What are they saying about me? I remember that. I remember yeah. your worries. You were worried about it beforehand. You're, I'm sure you were worried when it was happening, and yeah. you were worried about it after the fact. Yeah. And then, then you listened, and you were like, okay, they they were actually pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that was, you know, so that was one. But then, like, you know, Mindy working with you, and, you know, we're all kind of, you know, following each other and talking to each other on social media, and and it's just it's 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 nice it's it's because the worst thing about writing that I have found is is it's a very solitary pursuit. Um, it's one of the reasons why fan letters or I don't even say fan letters, but like if you read my book and you drop me a line and say I love this or this didn't do it for me, it means a lot because I put these words down on the page and then hope somebody buys them, and just because you bought them doesn't even mean you liked them. So it's hard to know like. Is anybody reading this? Does anybody enjoy this? I think they are because mm-hmm. I'm making sales. And so, but having this kind of community has been great just in terms of, you know, sharing what we're doing and talking about, you know, what our new projects are. I just think that's a really amazing. Absolutely. I know. I know. It's it's wonderful hearing about what everybody else is doing. We all do different types of stuff. And so that is always fascinating. You're always up to different projects, different books, different things that you're doing and your collaborations. And, you know, I do different things, obviously, too, especially because I, you know, I, uh, have maybe a bit more variety in the different types of stuff I do, you know, because I'm doing phone sessions and then I do in-person right. sessions. And, um, you know, I also am a kink educator. So, you know, I was doing classes before COVID and stuff like that. And then now I'm you know, writing books as well as making my audios and my video clips and all that stuff. So I have quite quite the variety in the different things yeah. that well, I, I do. I think it's important for from a business point of view and it's from important from a creative point of view. One thing that I talked about with Shayla that I, I'm just about ready to do is about doing a collaboration on a book. Um, and we talked a little bit about that. I'd love to do that with you too, uh, of doing a book together. Uh, you know, because uh, it's it's just like I said, it's fun to throw things out. And uh, I don't know what book I will write with you, but but whatever one it is, I have a feeling there's going to be a bully in it that's based very much on you. So mm-hmm. absolutely. So 
you are yeah you're the spanking queen and, and you're pretty close to the uh, top of the bullying ladder too so <laughs> yes oh yes that is definitely one of the things I love to do and I actually do a lot of phone sessions um where I'm the bully and stuff like that I just it's fun I enjoy teasing yeah. people especially if we have that type of dynamic and you and I definitely have that dynamic so I sometimes I feel kind of bad for you <laughs> because of that because yeah. I don't have that with everybody so well, there, that passes very quickly I am sure <laughs> there are other you know spankos and submissives where I just don't have that chemistry with them and so they don't get the they don't get the bullying out of me um, that I have with you they maybe have a more sweeter version more mommy version or maybe more strict and disciplinarian version so everybody's version of me is slightly different depending on the chemistry that I have with that person well and I don't want to get too personal about you, but I will say one thing I learned from you, and I, I've met other people like this too. I know some of your personal background. We've talked about it. And and, and I know that you're a very caring and compassionate person. Mm-hmm. I also know you're a sadist. <laughs> and, you know, when you see movies or things, you always think a sadist is a guy who wears a cape and has a handlebar mustache. <laughs> and cackles all the time. And it's like, you know, how can a sadist be caring and compassionate? And uh, I know that's, you know, I, I know that you're both those things. And so I find that, you know, it kind of helped me understand sadism a little bit because of that. Um, you know, even the way you react to my dog. I, <laughs> you know, you can just see the big heart you have. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, you know, I guess it's kind of like that whole like two sides of the same coin or, you know, just the it is kind of fun to have those differences in the same person. I don't know if that is with everybody or maybe only comes out with certain people, but I definitely, you know, have the very sweet and kind version of me and then also the very cruel, sadistic version of me and you know, and they both, it, it kind of flips back and forth. And, you know, I even have like on my night flirt, flirt profile and stuff that, you know, I, I, depending on when you get me, I might be very caring and sweet that day. Other days I might be strict. I might be sensual on some days and I might be sadistic on others. So yeah. it really, it really varies. Well, that's one one thing I will say, you know, and, I, and my experience is, is very different than most people's because, you know, living with with my doms, um, what <laughs> what 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 I would find a lot of times is, you know, like we hung out like friends and, you know, you'd be, you know, sitting on the floor with someone watching, you know, a movie and maybe she was being really nice and giving you a, a back rub and then you're really relaxed and then. Three minutes later, you feel something snaking around your wrists and realize you're being tied up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will say it was extremely effective when they would go from nice to Dom, and I never knew which one was coming next. And uh, so I think it makes your dominant side that much stronger when you also have that kind and caring side. Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> All right. So I think we're, we're, we're pretty much out of time. Um, 
But I, I did want to go a little extra long today because just the last podcast was, was a paltry like 16 or 17 minutes. And so I just wanted to, to give the full the full interview so that we uh, could kind of make up for the, the short uh, job that I did last time. Absolutely. Is it okay if I um, let you let the listeners know about my um, links? Uh, sure, go for it. Yes, absolutely. So my Amazon author page is author to forward slash Miss Jen Davis author. So that's all one word. M I S S J E N N D A V I S A U T H O R. And then my website is MissJenDavis.com. My clip site is MissJenClips.com. And remember, my name is spelled Miss Jen with two N's. I was just going to say that, yep. <laughs> because every once in a while, somebody will send me a, an email or a note with just one Jen, but oh, just one N, <laughs> not one Jen, one N. Um, so, yes, I just wanted to put those out there for the listeners. Um, so let me piggyback on that a little. At, at the end of every pod, or when I prepare every podcast, I do make a list of links, and I put them down below. And if you watch this podcast, like, or listen to it, if you're watching, it's kind of weird. <laughs> if you listen to this podcast. Wait, is it uh, possible to watch a podcast? Is that possible? I, I stare at the screen. I could do that. <laughs> if you, if oh, you Kylie, listen, you are very special at times. I love it. I love it. <laughs> if you listen to the podcast and um, you're listening on Spotify, all the links show up right there. On some places, they're completely cut off. In some places, they all run together. But, yeah, if you ever hear anybody on, on the podcast, there will be a link to their stuff down below. The other link that's on there now that I would really appreciate, and you can win a free book, is I have a link to, like, a short, I think it's seven questions, and most of them are multiple choice, um, survey. Because I'm trying to find out who's listening, who's reading, and, and what kind of kinks they have, and what they like, and what they don't like. So... Uh, the link's down below. I won't give it to you because it's like 30 garbled letters that you would never, ever be able to remember. But there will be a link in the description for this podcast. And I would really appreciate you using it. So, well, thank you so much for, for being with us, Jen. I'm I'm going to do like that fancy radio trick and like end this Ooh. interview without saying what's coming next. Ooh. And, uh, <laughs> I'll come back when I know what's coming next and record and say that, you know, and pretend that it's all one part, you know, but I guarantee it'll be something good. And I'm pretty sure it'll be by Shayla. So. Ooh, that sounds good. I like that. Sounds. Uh, oh, and one more thing, Kylie, that I oh, should sure. let the listeners know about is um, that I do go live on my Avian Stars. And for those of you that are a little bit jealous of the of the attention that Kylie's been getting and how I tease Kylie and, you know, say different comments to different things Kylie says, think about the fact that that could be you. Um, if you're on my live. So how a live stream works is that you guys all see me, but I don't see you guys, but you type. So if you make some comment and I decide to interact with that comment so that I'm talking to you and I might say, like, let's say your name is John 
and you know you post some kind of comment you know you you sign in and I say oh hey John that's wonderful thank you for coming or just you know and then I might start teasing you depending on what you say I might spank you um you know and so you kind of get that interaction that the kind of interaction that Kylie is getting right now is something that you can have by joining my AVN stars and when I go live, I will interact with different people um, on different levels, usually depending on how well I know them and stuff like that. And some people I know really well from phone, actually, as opposed to in person. So it's possible they might be in a different city, so I might never be able to meet them. But I know them really well from their interactions on our um, phone sessions. But I interact with different people and comment and, you know, that way you can kind of enjoy that fun time and getting feedback from me live. So, and then that link is stars.avn.com forward slash Miss Jen. Okay. All right, Jen. Thank you for coming. Well, I can't yep. say coming because we're just talking here. <laughs> place and right. As everybody's watching us, you know. Oh, imagine if you were here, Kylie. Oh, you'd be getting it. And you have uh, me. You know how many panties I have, how much lingerie I could put you in, different outfits. And then, of course, I got to spank you. And you know I got adult diapers, too. I got some bambinos and some rears. And, I mean, I just got all kinds of good stuff that I could just totally torment and humiliate. You know, I could even put you on my live stream, right? Could you imagine me dressing you all up and then going live as I spank you? Ooh. Okay, sorry. I'm getting, I'm getting way too many great great ideas right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jen. Okay. <laughs> Performance Review Written by Kylie Gable and Mindy Harris Narrated by Shayla Aspasia Ben Richards cleared his throat. It was as parched and dry as an Arizona summer day. He loosened his tie and then tightened it again before entering her office. This wasn't how it was supposed to be. He'd had a promising accounting career. It can't end this way, he thought. Not after all of my schooling and hard work. It can't end like this. Okay, maybe he was only a junior accountant for a successful import-export company called Shippingscape. But he made good money. Actually... That was the problem. Not all of the money he was making was entirely legal. It wasn't such a big deal, he tried to assure himself. I'm not a crook. It's, it's just not fair. I couldn't have thrown it all away. At least he didn't think so. But he wasn't so sure his boss would see it that way. I'm a hard worker and I love my job, he sighed, trying to convince himself. Unfortunately, his salary was barely enough to afford a one-bedroom apartment in a fun part of town, paying for food and utilities, and still leaving about 200 left at the end of the month. The problem was his student loan payments were over $600 per month, 
Falling deeper and deeper into debt, he started playing games with the books. When you're talking about a company doing $2 billion of business every year, skimming $5 here and $10 there wasn't going to trip any red flags. His manager, Ed DeVries, was a great guy who had been with the company since 1979 when he stepped out of college and into his career. Last month, the company had a huge retirement party for Ed and Ben was thrilled for his boss. Ed never gave him a hard time or looked too closely at his numbers. Unfortunately, Ed was replaced with a 30-year-old woman who was much more efficient. Shanna Foley caught on to Ben's scheme within a week of coming on board as his supervisor. Now, Ben was about to enter the office of Athena Lane. She wasn't much more than 30 herself, and she owned the entire company. She bought it for a song at the height of the COVID-19 pandemic, when transporting things between countries was at its most costly and time-consuming. She took advantage of her family connections and leverage over distressed businesses to make the once floundering firm into a huge moneymaker. She had already turned a very healthy profit, and although she was known for a hands-on management style, it seemed highly unusual that the owner of a huge company would involve herself in a disciplinary matter, or, he cringed at the thought, the firing of a junior accountant herself. Still shaking his head in puzzlement at the unusual situation he found himself in, Ben nodded at the pretty red-headed receptionist when she announced, You can go in now. Miss Lane is ready for you. Ben thanked Sarah, a sexy woman he had been watching discreetly as he could. He felt sweat beating along his forehead as he rose and walked nervously across the waiting area and entered the imposing office. Hello, Miss Lane. I'm Ben Richards. You wanted to see me? Close the door behind you and sit down. Ben did as he was told. He felt like he was at the principal's office, sitting in the chair across from the intimidating woman. He sunk in deeply. It was a really comfortable chair, but the feeling of sinking into the cushion somehow only added to his displeasure. Do you know why I wanted to see you? She asked. I, I really don't. Really? I've always gotten really good performance reviews. Embezzlement is a very serious crime. I, I didn't... Save it for your cellmate, she said, pressing a button on the old-fashioned intercom. Sarah, get me the police. Wait, hold on. You're making a mistake. So, your big plan to get out of trouble is to insult my intelligence. I don't understand. Oh, come now, I said. I know you've stolen nearly $40,000 from my company. Over the last two years, you can keep bullshitting, as I call the police, or you can come clean and maybe we can come to an understanding. 
and understanding? Perhaps we can work something out. But first, I want to hear you admit what you've done. Okay, I stole some money. If you say it's 40000 I'd say that's probably close to accurate. I wasn't trying to get rich, only trying to keep my head above water. I figured that in a company this size, 40000 was a rounding error. So you chose to take money that didn't belong to you. Yes, I did, he confessed. You're right, she said. 40000 is hardly a big matter for the company. I could write it off very easily. I would really appreciate that. 40000 is a big deal to the police, however. In fact, it's a felony. And I've just recorded you voluntarily confessing to it. Perhaps we can come to an arrangement to keep the police out of this and keep you out of jail. Yes, I'll do anything. Sarah, the police won't be necessary right now. I'll let you know if that changes, said Athena, pressing down the intercom button. Thank you, Miss Lane. Don't thank me yet. You did say you'd do anything. I know I did, but anything, Mr. Richards? You did say anything? I have recently purchased a new house, and I have a need for a servant. For the next six months, you will serve in that capacity. You want me to be your butler? In a manner of speaking, she said, handing him her business card. You will be making a somewhat less than lateral career move for the next six months. Be at my home tonight at six. The address is written on the back of that card. Thank you. We'll see if you thank me in six months. Now get out, she commanded. That night, Ben showed up at Miss Lane's house at precisely six sharp as instructed. The last thing he wanted to do was to piss her off by being late. No sooner had he arrived than he was shown to the living room. He was surprised to see Athena's receptionist Sarah there, but there she was, sitting on the couch, with a contract spread out on the coffee table, ready for Ben to sign. Everything was so efficient that he barely noticed what a palatial mansion Athena had. I took the liberty of drawing up a contract, said Athena. It's quite standard, but I would recommend looking it over. Sarah will show you where to sign. It was so direct and to the point. Sarah was ever the instructable assistant. She opened up the contract and motioned at the spots that Ben had to sign. He had noticed her before, but it occurred to him that if she took off her big glasses and let her long, shiny red hair down, she would be a beautiful woman. Athena, too, was a beauty, but this was much more obvious. Behind the perfectly tailored sky-blue suit was a goddess. At five foot eleven, she was taller than he was, and she wore her golden blonde hair up. She looked at once powerful and feminine. Everything about her was impeccable, from her makeup to her manicure. Excellent, Mr. Richards. You will start at once. 
Please follow Miss Atwell, and she will get you started. I'm Miss Atwell, said Sarah, clearing up the confused look on Ben's face. I'm sorry, I never learned your last name. I just knew you were Sarah, Miss Lane's receptionist. I'm her assistant. I didn't know there was a difference. You will, smirked Sarah, holding open a door. Right through there, please. Ben stepped inside. He saw that he was in a magnificent bathroom. It was as large as the living room in his apartment, and it had all the fancy marble and gold accents that made it look like something from a magazine. The bathtub was on a platform and was larger than a normal-sized bathroom. This is a bathroom, said Ben. Yeah, the toilets are kind of a giveaway, smirked Sarah. You need to remove your clothes while I run you a bubble bath. Bubble bath? I'm afraid Miss Lane has very strict requirements for the upkeep and appearance of her staff. You were to look and smell wonderful at all times. This is asking an awful lot. Not as much as prison. I'm sure your cellmate would also have strict upkeep requirements, said Sarah, raising an eyebrow and examining him. You're right, replied Ben, beginning to take off his clothes. Sarah was a very beautiful woman. There were worse than being bathed by her. I'll be gentle, she said, as he climbed into the tub. The warm water was relaxing and the bubble bath might have had an unmistakably girly scent. But at least the bubbles hit his cock from view. He sighed and laid back to let Sarah gently massage him as she rubbed fragrant bath gel onto his arms and legs. She was very professional, even down to the wearing rubber gloves, and he wished that he could feel her delicate hands directly on his skin. He just relaxed in the warm scented bubbles, and soon he drifted off to sleep. He'd been through a lot in the previous few days since he had realized that his harmless little crime could leave him facing serious prison time. Now the fear of arrest and trial had faded, and it felt good to just relax and enjoy the calming sensations for a change. Ben had a rude awakening as he felt something click shut around his penis. He pulled himself out of the water and could see that a pink cage had been locked lightly over his cock. He looked over and saw that it was Athena who had locked it on him. Both she and Sarah looked down almost pitifully at him. What the hell? demanded Ben. Calm yourself this instant, ordered Athena. You do not speak like that in this house, ever. What did you do to my cock? Your little clitty is locked away for safekeeping until I require it. Look, I agreed to being your servant, but this is going too far. Sarah, would you please do the honors? asked Athena. Certainly, Miss Lane. As she pressed a button on a small remote not much bigger than a cell phone, Suddenly, 200 volts of electricity shot through Ben's scrotum, 
and he began flopping around like a beached dolphin. What level was that, Sarah? That was at a level one, Miss Lane. It goes up to ten, Bethany. You might want to remember that. It was the worst possible moment for Ben to realize that all of his body hair had fallen off of him. He realized that the gel Sarah had been using was actually some kind of powerful depilatory. And now he was as hairless as a baby. I don't understand, said Ben. What's going on? Why did you do this? Why are you calling me Bethany? I might as well level with you. I don't need a butler. I need a maid, said Athena. I need a silly, frilly French maid. And you seem to meet all the qualifications. I'm not a woman, protested Ben. No, but then again, nobody's perfect. I believe Sarah and I can make you a reasonable maid, though. I don't want to do this, protested Ben. I never agreed to this. He began to rise from the bubble bath. But Athena pushed him down with her hands on his chest, and Sarah held that remote, as if daring him to make her press the button. Actually, you did agree to exactly this when you signed the contract. Anyway, I think the time when your preferences mattered has passed, said Athena. Do you want to get that tiny cock of yours out of its cage? Do you want to avoid a long prison sentence? If so, I think you'll be very agreeable despite your futile protest and reluctance to meet my demands. Sarah, I'll leave Bethany in your capable hands. Get her smelling nice and find her something cute to wear. Then we can work on that stringy mess of hair on her head. Absolutely, Miss Lane, said Sarah. As soon as Athena left the bathroom, Ben was on the offensive. How dare you do this to me? I told you that you'd find out the difference between a secretary and an assistant. Well, there you are, smirked Sarah. Ben grunted angrily and began to get up from his bath again. Do that very slowly, said Sarah, motioning at her charge with a remote control device. Ben made sure to make it clear that he was getting up without any aggressive movements, and Sarah relaxed, tossing him a soft pink towel. Now, what size shoes do you wear? I'm a size eight. Perfect, I can work with that. And you're what, five foot nine and 150 pounds? Five ten, 150, corrected Ben. Yeah, right, I think you're probably a size 12 and we can work with that too. I think you'll be on a low calorie diet for a while. Come follow me, Bethany, said Sarah, when she saw that Ben had finished drying himself off. We need to get you something to wear. And if I refuse? Do you really want to see what some of the higher settings on this remote control can really do? No, I don't. I didn't think so, said Sarah. Now let's go. Ben nervously followed Sarah down some hallways and into a small but well-furnished bedroom that Sarah assured him would be his. He looked around. It was extremely feminine, but the door was very solid metal, and underneath the lace curtains, there were bars on the windows. He didn't like the look of them at all. It was like a half dollhouse and half maximum security prison. 
What is this supposed to be? I told you, it's going to be where you'll be staying for the next six months. I already agreed to go through with this. Why do you need bars on the windows? It takes a lot of work to train a maid. I don't think Miss Lane wants to risk you getting other ideas after she invests time and money in you. She's just protecting her investment, said Sarah. As if it was the most obvious thing in the world. As she was speaking, she went through the drawers and closet. To his dismay and embarrassment, as far as Ben can tell, they were all completely filled with lace and ruffles. Everything seemed to be pink, purple, or white, except for a few black and red items that looked more like costumes than actual clothes. I'm supposed to wear all that feminine frilly junk for six months, asked Ben. Yes, Bethany. You should think that would be obvious. I'll help you with it today, but getting ready will be your job after this. On the bed, Sarah had laid out several black corsets, a pair of ruffled black panties, and a black bra, along with the black fishnet stockings, and a matching garter belt. Next to that, she placed a black French maid's outfit and some rather severe-looking shiny black pumps. I don't know if I can do this. I do, said Sarah, picking up the corset and wrapping it around Ben's chest. She kept pulling on the laces, tightening it until his waist had been crunched down from 30 inches to 26. I can't breathe, protested Ben. So just take shallow breaths. You'll get used to it. Sarah produced a pair of very realistic-looking breast forms and stuffed them into the cuffs of the bra. Miss Lane isn't fond of hip or butt pads for some reason, but... At least I think we've given you some shape. Once Ben, now Bethany, was finished getting dressed. Sarah led him over to the full-length mirror on the back of the closet door. It looks so strange, said Ben. From the neck down, I look like a woman. But from the neck up, I look like myself. Well, I believe Miss Lane will be taking care of that in just a few minutes. Enjoy the reflection of the male you you used to be because I don't think anybody is going to see him for six months. There's more than 40 hours in a week. I'm sorry, but you think that you're only dressed from nine to five? I don't know what gave you that idea. That would ruin your whole training. You are to be available when Miss Lane needs you or even wants you. And that's 24 seven. I guess you should always read the fine print. Ben immediately realized that he had made a horrible and humiliating mistake. He took one step towards the door before Sarah pressed the button on the remote control, and another shock forced him to his knees. It had been more painful than last time, as if the device had a voltage increase. As he stopped gasping, Sarah stepped forward and put what appeared to be a lace choker around his neck. As he heard him lock it onto him, he realized that this was no normal accessory. There we go, said Sarah, as she helped Ben to his feet. I knew I had forgotten something. It's tied to the remote, too. Now let's not keep Miss Lane waiting, Bethany. You'll learn it's a very bad idea to ever keep her waiting.
Moments later, Sarah paraded Ben back along the narrow corridor, back to the main part of the gigantic mansion. He couldn't believe the size of Miss Lane's home. It was massive, and he wasn't even sure he could find the front door if he tried to make a run for it. The room that Sarah led him to was a sitting room of some kind, but it had been turned into a kind of a salon. It looked like it had been outfitted with all the required professional equipment to do hair and makeup. Sarah escorted Ben over to a leather salon-style chair, and before he realized what was going on, she began restraining him to the chair with leather straps across his chest and other straps pinning his wrist and ankles to the chair. "'We wouldn't want you falling out of the chair and getting hurt,' said Sarah. "'No, we wouldn't,' said Athena, stepping into the room. She had on a sky-blue smock and began to size Ben up like a blank canvas. "'Yes, there's definitely a lot to work with here.' "'She will turn out very pretty,' agreed Sarah.' I'm just going to do the bare minimum with her hair for now, said Athena. When I have more time, we'll try on some more glamorous. But I always think an updo with a few loose tendrils looks the most fetching under a maid's cap. Fortunately, I have extensions that perfectly match her natural dark hair. After she attached the extensions and was happy with her hair, she moved on to Bethany's makeup. Chair had been turned at a slight angle, and Bethany realized he couldn't see what Athena was doing, aside from plugging in a curling iron. You really don't need all that much makeup. You've got great skin, said Athena as she closely inspected her captive's face before breaking out the blush. Oh, God, this is so embarrassing, he replied. Relax, you're in good hands, said Sarah. Miss Lane will make you look amazing. In short order, she had defined his cheekbones with a rosy blush. When she began to line his eyes, he looked in the mirror and was beginning to see his facial features, transforming into something much more feminine than he could have ever imagined. I thought you said I didn't need that much makeup. Oh, this is nothing. I'm putting only a few more on you than I usually do myself, she said carefully concentrating as she plucked stray hairs from his eyebrows. Ow, hey, makeup is one thing, but... Bethany, we can do this the easy way or the hard way. I'm giving you a lot of a room to avoid getting shocked. Since I've started, all you have done is to bitch, whine, and complain like a little girl who isn't getting her way. Now, I told you what I am offering you in return. Either you accept it, or we'll send you off to prison dressed like that. I'm sorry, apologized Ben. He realized just now how much power the two women had over him, and if he was going to resist, it would have to be much more carefully. Nobody would notice your eyebrows. They're naturally thin. I'm just neatening them up a little, she reassured him. When they were shaped to her satisfaction, she used an eyebrow pencil to better define his lashes, but more moving on to blend several shades of eyeshadow onto his eyelids. She then used a dark black liner and volumizing mascara to make his eyes really pop. She smiled in satisfaction. Are we done now? He asked with a touch of whining in his voice. Almost, she nodded. Pucker up. 
as she screwed the cap back on her lipstick and put away the blush. He sighed as he saw her pick up her curling iron. Now behave. You've done well so far. It won't be much longer. Athena expertly styled Bethany's lengthened tresses into an adorable updo, with tendrils framing her face. Still strapped into place, there was no escape until Athena decided to release her new maid. That wasn't going to happen anytime soon. The billionaire did turn the makeup mirror towards her captive, however. Now look into the mirror, Bethany. Ben, Bethany groaned, seeing the image reflected back at her. Gone were even the slightest hints of masculinity. All that was left was a somewhat cute French maid with a narrow waist, B-cut breast, and the girl-next-door face. "'Enough gazing at your pretty reflection, you silly girl,' snapped Athena, impatiently as Sarah tried but failed to stifle her giggles. "'I can tell you're thinking about how you can defy me, and probably plotting to escape, hoping to run off, change your name, that sort of thing. Let me assure you now, it won't work.' Bethany frowned. Is Athena reading my mind? No, that's just paranoia. The humiliated captive recapped the incredibly demanding situation she was stuck in. She had been tricked, entrapped, emasculinated, and forced feminized. Of course I'd want to escape, and of course Athena would know all about that. The bars on the bedroom windows confirmed that. Still, why is she so confident that I can't escape? Why is this beautiful billionaire so smug, wondered Bethany. She wouldn't have to wonder long. If you try to leave my home without permission, the shock collar around your neck will trigger and give you an increasingly powerful jolt. If you try to leave my property, the little clitty cage will also shock you. You will be knocked unconscious, and when you wake up, you will be walking funny for a week, said Athena. Sarah laughed out loud at what her boss said, and even louder at the stunned expression on Bethany's face. Waves of shame and abasement washed over the helpless former accountant in response to this open mockery from these two beautiful women, one several years younger than Bethany. It was all the subjugated sissy could do to contain herself from screaming in frustration. This was without any doubt the most humiliating situation the emasculinated maid could ever imagine. Unfortunately for her, it was about to get worse. So much worse. Athena looked thoughtful for a moment until she made a decision. To help you understand and accept your place, I think Sarah should administer some preemptive corporal punishment. Assume the position, Bethany. Bethany was bewildered. She wondered. I couldn't have possibly heard Athena correctly. Was she seriously saying Sarah should spank me? Actually spank me? As if I were a naughty child? As if I were a naughty little girl? Now, barked Athena interrupting the new maid's inner emotional turmoil. She and Sarah quickly grabbed Bethany and bent their captive over a table. 
Athena lifted the dainty skirt of her new servant's short, sexy dress. While Sarah grabbed the same hairbrush her boss had just used to style their captive's hair into a flirty, feminine look moments before. Incredulous Bethany thought, This can't be happening. I'm an adult man. They can't possibly treat me like a little girl. Smack! The first blow shocked Bethany back into reality as the sting of pain overruled her feelings of disbelief. The sharp blow on her exposed left butt cheek made it very clear these dominant women were intent on demeaning and diminishing their entrapped, emasculinated sissy. No longer an adult man with rights or the ability to make decisions for himself. She was now a vulnerable plaything. Count the Sphinx, girl, Sarah commanded. One, cried Bethany in a stunned dismay. Smack! Two, the humiliated maid cried as her smooth legs, encased in the slutty fishnets, quivered. Smack! Three, she moaned, as her encased and trapped little clitty struggled to get hard within the confines of the cruel tiny cage. And the strikes continued until the count of ten. Bethany was crying with tears flowing. She could barely keep her balance in the sexy three-inch black pumps. And she could barely speak as her shame and conflicted emotions quickly overwhelmed her. How did I let this happen, she asked herself. Why did I ever come here? Along with those thoughts of despair and regret, she felt increasingly shame from the sexual arousal she also felt. All right, so I uh, didn't want to introduce it because I wasn't quite sure what the uh, what the audio would be, and it was, of course, performance review. And I, I saw, when I saw that Shayla said it at the beginning of the audio, it really didn't make a lot of sense for me to get on there and also tell you that. Uh, I will tell you that that came from a wonderful commission from um, one of my readers, Justin. And so I kind of took his ideas and ran with it and made a story, and then we made an audio out of it. Uh, I love doing commissions like that. Uh, one thing I want to ask you, please, please, please take the time to fill out the survey. There's a link uh, in this uh, at the, you know, where the links are for this podcast. I really want to get your feedback on what's going on with uh, Candy Apple Press, with the audio and with the stories. And uh, just in general, hope you're having a great spring. Remember, um, we're going to end up on the last uh, Monday in April. So... The season's coming to an end, and then we'll take May off, and we'll be back. Um, but I've got some great stuff coming up. I've been talking to some great artists who will be happy to record some, some more uh, audio. And uh, things are looking good for uh, this feminization boudoir. Thanks for listening. You might have noticed this one was really long. It's because the last one was 16 minutes, and that's just kind of pathetic. <laughs> so, Plus, this audio uh, performance review is like over an hour. So I, I try to give you about half of the audio, and when it's over an hour, that's over half an hour. All right, have a wonderful week, and uh, be here next Monday. Bye-bye.